Hey friends, Ashton Gustafson here, and welcome back to another episode of Good, True, and Beautiful, the most inconsistent place on the interwebs where hopefully one can find some wisdom, some whimsy, some beauty to carry them through the mystery of their days. I am super grateful to be with you guys today. Um, <laughs> the the the, uh, the I don't want to call it a rant. I don't want to call it a riff. Uh, the reflections that we will get into today um, kind of hit me this morning. And and when I looked over and I was doing my little thing that I try to do each morning, uh, I saw this microphone here and thought to myself. Well, there's an opportunity to uh, to maybe reflect on this insight that you've just had. Um, so you don't have an interview today. You have me, and um, I'm grateful to be here. Hope your year has started off well. Uh, mine has been kind of crazy, hence the um, lack of uh, new posts here at the podcast. But hopefully we will um, change that soon and get back into the flow here. But you know what? Uh, it's, it's, it's our world here, and we can do what we want to do, and we don't have any rules. And uh, when the good stuff comes along, we'll post it. And if we don't have anything good to post, we're not going to post anything. So uh, anyway, here we are. So I, I, today I wanted to talk about space um, and just the, the, the idea of space and how we miss space and and vacancy in our lives and gaps and room room for things to to grow to simmer to bloom uh, room to reflect room to remember room to recognize room to re-know ourselves you know when you think about space um you know, when I, when I study and I hear things about the universe, it, uh, it, it simultaneously blows my mind, and it's liberating. It's, it's freeing. You know, 99.9% of the universe is empty space. That, that should teach us something. Physicist, and, and I don't understand this, so uh, for, forgive me. For how I'm gonna just say this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with it, and and, and physicists have said it, and so I, somehow, some way, it must be true. But they they say if you were to remove all of the space in the universe, that everything that is could all be collapsed into something the size of a sugar cube. That that actually it's the space in between things and the relationality of things that actually makes the physicality and the form <laughs> of things. Re- relationship eventually makes the form, but there also has to be space in order for the form to be. Are you are you flowing with where we're going with today's conversation? Ninety-nine point nine percent of the universe is vacant space. You, this thing, this thing of blood and guts, this human flesh and bone, this soul packed into skin, it, it at, at its purest form is empty space. You, you are made of systems, 
that are made up of cells, that are made up of molecules, that are made up of atoms, that are made up of subatomic atoms, of which those are 99.9% vacant, empty space. It, it, it isn't until a couple folks named hydrogen hang out with a gal named oxygen, and all of a sudden there's some water in you, and you eventually become this other thing of carbon and iron and whatever else is going on. Nitrogen, I don't even know. But our cells, excuse me, our, the, the atoms that make up our cells, that make up the molecules, that make up the systems, that make up the body that we refer to as you, vacant space, empty space. And then when you look at the universe... You know, I think that it's something like the speed of light. I think it takes one second for light to get from the moon to the earth. I think it takes something like, gosh, I can't even remember that data now. A couple minutes maybe for for sun uh, to, to move, for light to move from the sun to hit earth. And then it takes 2.4 million years for light to move to hit our nearest neighbor, Andromeda, in the galaxy. Space, the, the space between. There's, there's something that the universe is saying is necessary to our lives, is having space. And if I reflect on some of the most um, challenging things about navigating our modern days as a human is this this gentle creep of our lives where we set out with great intentions, whether it's in relationships, life, or business. Um, and this thing starts to creep in where the space in our lives isn't available. And so we've got these phones in our pockets. They take up space when we could typically 150 years ago, 500 years ago, just we didn't have anything uh, else to do but take moments to look up and just reflect on the reality that we are, that we're alive, that life is happening. Instead, we constantly are bombarded about news and updates and tragedy that's happening all around the world. It, it has robbed us of our natural space. 24-hour news, consistent internet feeds, life and business and things to do and people to see and all of these things, which are good. I'm not going to say these things are not good, but at the end of the day, there comes a point where when our lives lack space, we then lack those places and time to reflect, to notice, to hear, to remember to be recalled, to, to, to realign ourselves with how things are. And so the creep happens, and you, you say yes to one more commitment. And you say yes to another commitment, and you say yes to another commitment. And the next thing you know, in your life, you don't have any space. And yet, the universe is 99.9% .9 space. And we fight this. As an Enneagram 3, I can tell you I'm constantly running 
algorithms in the back of my mind. Is this efficient? Am I producing enough? Am I putting out enough widgets into the world? What's the ROI on that? All of that stuff. Unfortunately, as a three, that's, that's the grind that I am constantly going against. And somehow, some way, I've had this realization as of late that there must be a collision of opposites. That while the drive to succeed and produce and be efficient and put good things into the world and do things and set appointments and grow and scale and set your goals, all of which is okay, it has to be met. With the yin, there has to be some yang. It has to be met with some space. And so the question, I think, for all of us today is, how can we look at the forms of our lives, right? And even thought forms can take up space, right? I think, I think a, uh, a simple and quiet and clean mind is spacious. It's bright. It's available. Um, new ideas can emerge, Reflection can happen there. Ideas of goodness, truth, and beauty can begin to arise. When, when the mind is crowded, when there's no space in the mind, right? Let's, let's drop the conversation about the calendar for a bit. But when the mind is spacious, we tend to see things with a little more ease. I, Father Richard Rohr, not long ago, uh, I think in one of his emails, he... Um, he, he, he he's, had a phrase, and it was, I, I don't even recall exactly what he was talking about, but he talked about having soft eyes, and oh, it just, it, um, I don't use the word convicting very often, but I was convicted in that moment of how often, if I'm honest with myself, because of the lack of spaciousness in my life, I don't have soft eyes. That everything's a little bit more serious than it needs to be. There's strings being pulled that this thing is contingent upon that thing, that I got to be there because that does that and this does this, and that relationship will create this and that. All of the things that, that take up the modern business mind, I question myself of, did I have soft eyes? Do I have soft eyes? Would that be said of me? in my life, in relationship, and business. I don't know. I don't know. But it's the creep. It's the creep of form. It's the creep that takes up space, what we actually want. You know, we use this word all the time, simple and quiet. We, what, what we actually want is something simple and quiet, and, and instead what we do is we buy in to the misnomer and the illusion that co that chaotic and complicated is, is where the life is. If we can just fit more things into this deal, then that's what we want. And your Instagram feed convinces you of this. Your inbox convinces you of this. Television convinces you of this. Uh, your social circles will convince you that more things to do people to see, places to go is all a good thing, and, and, and yet it tends to make things more chaotic and complicated. And if simple and quiet is what we want, 
And perhaps some space is what we need. Space in your life. Space in your business. You know, in the business world, they use this phrase, work on your business, not in it. Right? When you're constantly in your business, you, 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 that's not a spacious place. Working on your business, right? Casting vision, looking towards the horizon, seeing where the puck is going. Those things, those things are absolutely in the place of spaciousness. And so this interesting, this happened to me last week, and uh, uh, this, will end, this will end my spacious rant. Um, but I'm in my office where I record, and I'm currently looking at empty bookshelves. Empty bookshelves. So uh, I had so many books that um, the the two shelves, which are probably 15 feet long, no, they're probably 10 feet long, so 10, 10 foot long shelves, two of them, uh, the books were stacked so high that they were starting to bow and, and pull out of the wall. It, it literally looks like at any moment these shelves were going to collapse. So had someone come look, and we're going to uh, 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 add some reinforcements to the shelves. But this, this crazy thing happened when I, I pulled all these shelves off, uh, all these books off the shelves. So they're, they're stacked next. And, and I started going one through one, just one by one, and looking at each of these books. And it was uh, amazing to hold some of these words that at times in my life I thought words that absolutely it. This is the truth. <laughs> this is, how, how have I not read this before? Uh, some of them going back to 19... 98, right? Um, and uh, it was a very beautiful and sacred activity to one by one pull down these ideas and look at them. And in full disclosure, s some of them are not going back on the shelf. And I wasn't able to have this aha and realization until there was space, until there was actually nothing on the shelves. And that's not to say that these books were not good, true, and beautiful in certain seasons. Matter of fact, some of those books um, stirred things in me at the soul level about the divine that, that I know are, are created waves that I'm still surfing on to this day. And yet, um, I've transformed, I've moved, I've evolved. Um, and I'm not going to use words like I've, I've gone higher up on the mountain. Um, I think more than anything, I have I have been able to zoom out even more and go, my, oh my, this vacant 99.9% .9 empty space universe is even more majestic and mysterious and beautiful and wild and weird and random than I ever imagined. And so I'm, I'm pulling these books down. I'm going through this this kind of interesting ritual of uh, still 
still love you, thank you, carrying you on the narrow path, Mr. Author, Mrs. Author, uh, and then some of them going, and I may donate that one to the library, uh, or I may just toss that one out. Don't know if I need that one anymore. And I'm going through there, and I find this old, uh, and it's not old, it was probably done seven, eight, ten years ago, uh, but a bronzed uh, bookmark. Here it, here it is, a bronze bookmark. And it was a quote that I used to say all of the time, uh, an original quote, uh, just an idea that I had. And, and I remember, and I hadn't thought of this phrase or this, this idea in a long, long time. And it's probably about 10 years old. I think this was a gift from my wife once. Um, and I read it, and it was in bronze. And I thought to myself, man, 10 years ago, that was so true for me. And yet, I, I think it's time to paraphrase that a little bit. And so here's, here's, so just the whole idea of having empty, vacant space to reflect on some narrative, some story, some, some, some beliefs, right? Some how we see the world, uh, and yet step back from it a bit and go, hey, 10 years ago, here's where you were, but where are you now? And so I, I wanted to read this. And so this is what I, and, and if you go back in some of my blogs, you'll see me writing this sentence over and over and over. Uh, and what I was doing is I was, I was excavating truth. I was chiseling at something. I even sense it in the sentence now that, ah, you were almost there. You, you knew you hadn't cracked the case yet, but you were, you were trying to get some, to something. And the truth is, 10 years from today, I'm going to listen to this and go, hey, you almost cracked the case. You were, you were chiseling away at something. And so it's this. <clears throat> The most difficult thing one will ever do is become who they were originally whispered to be. The most difficult thing one will ever do is become who they were originally whispered to be. So that's, that sounds beautiful, right? And, and I think, I even, trust, I even trust the voice and the tone of the guy that wrote this. Um, but here's some interesting things that I've learned after reflecting on that with some space, after pulling the thoughts off the bookshelf, kind of looking at things, kind of getting some vacancy, kind of having the spaciousness to swim in. Um, you actually don't become who you were originally whispered to be. You are that. This is the good news. That the, the things that we strive for, we actually make it difficult. So when I wrote the most difficult thing one will ever do is become who they were originally whispered to be, I actually think the most difficult thing any of us will ever do is remember, realize, recognize, realign, 
recall who you are, who you've always been, and who you always will be. When we add things, this is the, this is the conversation of formless, right? So the formless you, the seat of the soul, the true self, hidden with Christ and God, as some of our traditions may say. Uh, the most difficult thing we may ever do in the modern era is remember. We don't become who we were originally whispered to be. You were just originally whispered to be. You are. You are that. Cut from the cloth of the divine. And so when I had this space to reflect on this, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so thankful that, that 10 years ago, even the thought that the great originality whispered our being into existence, that was, that was swimming around in there. And I, and I still had that 20s ego that was saying you got to become. There's something you got to do to become this. And it wasn't until some beautiful souls, living and not living, arrived in my life. Meister Eckhart, Parker J. Palmer, Father Richard Rohr, Eckhart Tolle. I mean, I'm looking at the stack over there. Henry Nowen, Diana Butler Bass. These people showed up and they gave me permission slips to remember. They reminded me that there's actually nothing to create. That everything that is actually real, the, the capital R real things in our lives, they, they are deathless. And so much of the form that we lose sleep over, our bios, the letters before and after our name, the things we've done, the people we've met, the places we've seen, the things we've built, the things we've scaled, they will die. They will pass on. And yet there is the interior seat of the soul that will be neglected when there is not space. Hafiz said it this way, I am the hole in the flute through which the Christ's breath moves through. Listen to this music. I am the hole in the flute through which the Christ's breath moves through. Listen to this music. If simple and quiet is calling you, if you're tired of the braggadocious state of a fully booked calendar, if you feel like you're on burnout, if you feel like life has become chaotic and complicated, remember your nothingness. Remember that you're a hole in the flute. Remember that space. Remember your emptiness. Grant yourself permission to experience that emptiness, that vacancy, that spacious place. For that place is the seat of the soul. That is the place 
where you are hidden with the divine. That is the place in you that is never offended. And when we can find space to, to be there more often, we will, we will reemerge in our lives in a lighter, in a brighter way. The most difficult thing that you'll ever do in your life is not become who you were originally whispered to be. You don't become that. You are that. The most difficult thing we will do in the modern era is excavate our essence. Surrender and let go of the things that we think we need to bolt on to that empty place. And it's actually that emptiness where you will find everything you ever wanted. The law is love. The gospel is peace. May you find life in these words today. Thank you for joining me. I think I chased the rabbit quite a bit. But I'm hopeful that uh, you'll find time to pull the shelves, pull the books off the shelf. Look at the empty shelf for a while. You may hear and see something there. And my senses are something lighter and brighter will be around the corner. Grace and peace, friends. As you approach this week, may you pause by the orchid. Listen to the bluebirds sing and be love. Thank you.